You are listening to Anchored in Faith, formerly known as HCD Talks, the official podcast of Humano Corpus Dignitate. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So today we are in 2022. Um, so why don't we go ahead and start with a prayer and then. Yes, let's do that. So name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This has actually been inspired by, um, I've been seeing this meme posted um, a lot on social media from a number of Catholic ministries, and it focuses on a short statement of Jesus, but I, I wanted to talk about this because uh, there's a little, little commentary I found that I thought really says a lot. So this is from uh, John chapter 8, verse 10 and 11, of course, the story is the woman caught in adultery. Then Jesus straightened up and said to her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replied, no one, sir. Then Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go and from now on do not sin anymore. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And I want to read this. I found this on one of many commentaries online about this particular um, passage. When we turn to Christ and receive his forgiveness, we experience a heart change. Forgiveness is not cheap, and it does not excuse the sin that separate us from God. It costs God everything to offer us the cleansing that pronounces us righteous before him. Rather than continue in the self-centered path that led us astray from him to begin with, the forgiven can walk in God's path. A move toward God is a move toward righteousness, purity, and holy living, we cannot experience this transforming power of forgiveness without being forever changed. So I would propose that while we like to say Happy New Year, okay, now let's stop eating donuts, let's go to the gym, let's, you know, I mean, it's good, new beginnings are good. But um, when I think of what it must have been like to encounter him, and of course, in her case, the baggage was adultery. She was happy new life. She was forever changed. And so that kind of inspired me thinking, okay, if we're going to make a change. Then let's try to be better people. Because you can be physically fit. You can be brilliant. And you can still be very obnoxious. I mean, the people who build atomic bombs are geniuses. The people who, you know, there's... Uh, professional athletes who are not very nice to the public. So it's like you're at the peak of a certain part of human living, but you're not a, you know, a Christ-like person. So and it certainly gave me a lot to think about because I too was thinking, okay, it's a brand new start. You know, what can I do differently? And it's like, oh, that stopped me in my tracks a couple of times. I think, you know, you, you and I in the last, first of all, last year was there was a lot. It was a roller coaster. Um, you and I both suffered significant losses as far yes. as people. Um, and so I think it made last year really made us stop and really reflect on things that we need to ch do differently. Um, I mean, you're talking about becoming better people. I mean, it starts with even just little things in our lives you and I have talked about how ch chastity goes beyond just sexual ethics. Mm -hmm. 
and how part of what chastity is, is cleansing, not just your sexual desires, but actually like you as a whole person need to need to talk to exercise discipline. Well, I think it's sort of like, um, if you're at the buffet, there's a salad bar, but we might get a serving of salad while we get five servings of dessert. I think what, what the easiest way to say all that is really from that passage, if we make a conscious movement towards God, we begin to see through the eyes of faith. And with, through the eyes of faith, we are content with what God wills for us. So it, it wasn't even just that. Like you and I are both, we both are very passionate people about things we love. We both, you know, we don't collect the same things. Well, sort of don't, but we both like are collectors of certain things. While it's not something that consumed me as it did when I was younger, it's like I've even found my interest in that to be less enthusiastic. I found that the types of movies I want to watch, I mean, I, I love action movies, but you know, I would probably rather watch an old Bruce Lee movie because he was always going to put in his philosophy besides just, I'm going to, you know, you kill my brother, I kill you kind of thing. I, it was always, there's meaning. I mean, violence is never a good thing, but it's just at the same time, like I love to watch boxing and I prefer to watch a boxing match where they show respect and, and their sportsmanship and, you know, rather than somebody that has a, a certain attitude about things. But I, I essentially, we, we both talked about how we were looking to do things that had substance mm -hmm. and at this, you know, so it, even for me, I, you know, cause obviously what you were referring to is I cut down my, my musical uh, performance schedule and, and also where I'll perform. Like I don't perform anymore in nightclubs and casinos and late, you know, late night gigs. And, and I'm not judging people that are there or whatever. It's just, it was taking its toll on me in different ways. And I've talked to you about how I've really enjoyed rediscovering music I listened to in the past to uh, discovering new stuff. For me, sometimes new stuff, it might be 10 years old, but I've never heard it. So just listening to different genres and trying to just take it in. Like in the old, for years, I would like listen to something and my first thought was, hey, that'd be a pretty cool project to work on. I should find some guys. No, just listen to it it's like being at mass like just take in the priest's message and like like sometimes it's so simple i was telling you i think yesterday i loved how at my parish father stan had said don't just read the, the bible read it out loud hear yourself saying the word of god take it in not just mentally when you read it but take it in your ears like take it in and i thought wow i mean heard that before plenty of times, but it was like almost hearing it again for the first time. So when you allow that to happen, it's sort of, you know, it, it takes you in a different direction or you, you have a refreshing way of hearing something that you've heard before. What's really um, something that just hit me right now, well, it didn't really just hit me right now, but I just thought of it again. The fact that, you know, once you make one change, it actually affects all the aspects of your life and you get to see, cause you get to see everything else differently as well. Um, one of the things that I think kind of kicked both of us awake was actually starting this ministry and definitely starting to see things 
in that light. And I think that's what started to affect the way we do things, even the way we parent, I think really, um, you know, just trying to, I mean, you've kind of commented about, you know, how I, I'm more into trying to get the kids into the faith and it, it is, it really is. And, um, you're the last year, you kind of, the reason, part of the reason why you had cut back on playing at certain places is because realizing there's such a, it's such a total night and day difference. We went to the Catholic conference and then you go to a gig like less than eight hours later and you're just like, what am I doing here? And you, you, you stopped and you're like, we got to pray. And you and I prayed the rosary <laughs> right before you're about to get on the stage. Cause you're like, what? And we went from like a very, you know, it was at a hotel that you could feel the room and it was just a very spiritual experience to be with all these other faithful Catholics in ministry it was at the Catholic marketing network. Then next thing you know, less than 24 hours later, you're at a bar <laughs> with, you know, you know and I so, think- yeah. But what I was, but then what was interesting was after you had decided to step back from gigging in those places and doing those late night gigs, um, you weren't as tired the next day either. So you'd been able to spend more quality time with your kids. And it actually really kickstarted you saying, hey, I need to make way more effort as a dad. Yeah. And not that you weren't, a, you were a bad parent before, but it's just, you realize there's even more of a greater need and it really changed that I think it it did I, I, my it really hit me on Thanksgiving day because you know usually you have a gig the night before and of course Thanksgiving I get up and you know oh, oh, zombie and um I was it was probably around 10 in the morning and I was with my daughter and she was showing me this video game she was playing and I was fully attentive not like okay I was like really engaged with her. I've been, it, it's more like you don't have, it was one big distraction. And and it's hard for me to say that because, you know, it's a passion of mine. You know, it's, it's funny you, you talk about going from the conference to the gig, because I'd like to actually focus on something we did while we were in Chicago. We had lunch with one of our spiritual advisors, Father Jeff. And we've already, you know, we've interviewed him, his, his, his podcast is here. But one of the things that I, always hit me with his story was when his mentor had said to him, what does the world need? It doesn't need another professor, it needs priests. And it, one of the things that hit me besides, you know, because of the fact that we had two bishops, you know, uh, Bishop Weisenberger from Tucson and Bishop Chudon from the San Pedro region of the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, publicly endorsed our ministry was really thinking the world needs Catholic ministries. Not, I'm not saying just us, because we, we've we've met some amazing people in ministry in the last year and a half, especially, but- I'm and really it needs, excited for that, by the way, that yeah, we're and it, work it, with it, Anne DeSantis it, and Bill Snyder, so. Yeah, and it's just that, uh, and it, speaking of the Catholic bubble we were in, um, in Chicago, I want to say to our listeners that um, this Catholic life is fun. Like, I mean, we, we met them, you know, through the internet, they, you know, technology, you know, we've done some podcasts with them and vice versa. But the thing that I thought was so funny was when we saw them at the hotel, you know, we were all, we were not 
20 years old, none of us. And it's like, we saw each other. And I was like, ah, we just like run to each other. And it was like, like it was like going out to the club with your friends. But the thing is that I, I, I think I would like to say though about this past year, we had shared in our story from 2019, how the beginning of the pandemic slammed us. Like we were, we were broken. And it was interesting because, you know, we've had variants, we've had, you know, spikes, like right now, like you were saying yesterday, probably because of the weather and sickness over the winter, it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I've had we, quite a we few. actually made progress. And I think what, what it comes down to was when we suffered about a year and a half ago, like when you and I just, we just stopped. And then when we prayed and we like talked and we even had conversations where we probably were both in tears on the phone. And, but then when, when things started to go again, we, okay, let's go. We did make progress last year, you know, and, and we continued to that, to have that, that, that uh, motivation, if you will. And by doing so, it was great because as we were going further, we actually gained more than we realized. You have to move forward. Mm-hmm. You have to move on. So by us, and, and we've had, you know, everything from like, we've shared stuff that we've dealt with struggles from your medical practice to my work at school to our you know ministry obstacles or challenges but we've from having that broken experience we've continued to go forward and for example next month's going to be a very busy and exciting month very busy and exciting month but that that comes from going forward and answering god's call to continue going forward i think what what happened with the pandemic in 2019 or 2020, 20, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. 2020. I'm like, I'm so well, there were whispers at the end of 2019. So it's yeah. Um, was, you know, we, we were scheduled to do three events that just got canceled literally the week, everything closed. And we hadn't really planned anything after that. No, so we're like, what are we going to do? Because we can't go to these churches. We can't, you know, everything is closed. And so it took us, we had to take a step. And I think we were, to be honest, I think part of us was like angry at God, like, wait, I thought we were going to do this. And then what happened? And then I think one day I told you, I said, maybe we're not ready. And it wasn't not that we weren't ready, but maybe there was something else that needed to be added to what we were already going to do. Cause we had great talks set up. And then out of, after that, you know, we ended up gaining so much more after, and both of us were like, you know, <laughs> well, being two scatterbrains, we, you know, we're the kind of people that if we're doing it for those who don't know, if we're doing a talk, and say, it's my turn. You're going to be the person that back like, I did not like slide number five. <laughs> like you'll, you'll be changing it. And I'm kind of the same way. And so when, the it, when, the, the talk. Yeah, when, the, when the talks were canceled, I mean, we looked at what we have. We're like, okay, this is good. Probably an A minus. So we we're like, okay, here's what we could have had. And, and, and then there were a lot of things we learned on in everything from the business end of the ministry to um, just different ways of delivery, different people we met, um, 
So it, everything kind of unfolded a certain way. But at the same time, the world around us, while people were just so uncertain because of COVID, you know, from the election we had to just the, a lot of the political movements, the ideological movements, there's a lot of people that, you know, they're, they're seeing the holes in a lot of these, I'm, I'll say false narratives. And we've had the chance to, I wouldn't say plug those holes, but to say, well, if you're going to take this road, it's only going to lead to a lack of fulfillment. We need to show you this instead. And so um, it hasn't been time wasted. Um, what's interesting too, is that um, it's it, everything that's happened has allowed us to recenter a lot of things personally. Um, we've had a lot of support from our families. We've had a lot of support from people in different parishes at schools. You know, we're going to be doing talks at a school and a parish next month. Um, there, you know, your NFP work that started um, last year. It, it's like all of these things started. And, and really, besides, you know, looking at our talks, like what we could have improved on from the council talks, we were still trying to figure out what are we going to do? What's going to be part of our presentations, our, our mission? And that has expanded immensely because of this. But I think, you know, we having to, um, you know, God doesn't always follow what you had planned, right? Like you and I have talked about how you were not ever planning on doing anything with theology. Like that wasn't even theology yes theology of the body kind of was dropped in your lap and um so and then you just kind of brought it to me and I was like hey wait this is amazing and so we kind of I feel like you and I discovered um you know where we want we needed to go with this as the journey started and Mm -hmm. we had to both let go of um let go of certain things. And I, you know, one of the things is there are certain, you, we talk about the hard topics and there's one specific topic that I struggled with even right before I needed to do it. And that was the, the abortion. And I remember a conversation we had with a group of mutual friends and you guys really got into it. And I kind of, felt small in the corner because I wasn't comfortable even talking about it. And then one day, one of our friends asked us to do a talk and you couldn't come out here. And so I had to do it by myself. And it was a full day talking about abortion. And it it was almost like God threw me in the deep end because that was the first talk I was doing by myself as well. And so I said, okay. And Adam, after that, um, we both know what ended up pushing us into the pro-life even more. Um, and not that, you know, not that we weren't pro-life before we've always been pro-life, but I think actually being more active in it and talking about it and really diving deep into it and allowing ourselves to dive deep into it. Um, we, God kind of like showed us that way. And it wasn't ever something we'd ever really planned on. Um, but it's just, 
that's what we came across and that's what we were encountering more and more and more. And we realized in our hearts, this, we really need to get on this topic. Um, but you, but that had, I had to let go of my own fears in that and really look within myself and say, Hey, what is it? You know, I mean, I've, I've always known I've been pro-life, but really coming to grips with what I thought of it and how I felt about it and the whole thing in general, not just abortion itself, but what it means for women and what it means to be a woman. Um, and especially with this whole narrative of this whole mantra of my body, my choice, what does that really mean? And actually looking deep into it, not just what it is on the surface, which is what most people do. Um, so I had to let go of my own fears, my own, you know, and really do, um, a really big self-reflection, which is also what you had to do in letting go of certain things in your life. And I think in doing that, both of us actually found our faith even greater in, and we became even, we both got deeper into our faith once we let go of whatever it is that was we were holding on to before i think that's true but um it was sort of an uh, an unspoken agreement that we really didn't talk about it and we sort of okay if it, we i think we once said something like well if someone approaches us about it we'll we'll okay but it was because it's one of those I things i think the where, agreement was that you would you would step into it well the, the big the main thing was just you know, for both of us, it, you know, it's not my favorite topic, even at work. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not afraid of it, but it, it certainly is one of those, okay, this is going to be a very ex exhausting week. For me personally, what really hit the nail on the head was when we had our podcast with Myra, mm -hmm. when she told her story and, you know, and I'm, it's not like I'm oblivious to the Planned Parenthood stories that I've heard from other people, but when you're talking to someone one-on-one -on -one, in her case, two-on-one, and she graciously shared her story with us. And we found out how she was recruited, how she was exploited, what she was being um, encouraged to do to exploit certain groups of people and what they did to her for questioning what some of the doctors were doing to patients, women that were supposed to be protecting, if you will, giving them a safer option, which was not happening. And you being a medical professional saying, look, we're supposed to be reporting all that happens. It's almost like watching like the political move, like like the Me Too movement, where, well, we, we're absolutely going to believe the woman's accusations unless she accuses someone that we like politically. It's like, well, no. If you believe her, you believe her. Yeah. So if we're going to protect the patient, protect the women, or if this is just medical ethics, period. I don't care if it's an abortion or open toe surgery. I mean, whatever. It's like you have to be. You know, if you slip and make a mistake on the person's toe, then you need to, you know. The ethics, it wasn't there. But sure. I mean, it was interesting because even after, so I went to the St. Paul VI Institute for the Creighton Model Training and NAPRO Technology Training. And I remember the first week back, I was like, there was, it was a very spiritual experience. It almost, it was a class. That was 12 hours long, but it also in some so many ways felt like a retreat because I think only as far as we knew, only one of my classmates was not actually Catholic. Mm -hmm. Everybody else was. And so it was really great to say, hey, like 
all of them were into the faith. There was one of them just decided, hey, let's try to do a rosary group every night. It wasn't part of the agenda. And then um, a few of us, a couple of nights, walked to the church where they had perpetual adoration and just stayed there in the quiet. And so, and we walked there and it was, it was beautiful. It was a very beautiful spiritual experience at the same time. So I got back and I was really like gung-ho about everything. And then after that, the following week at work, yeah, everything started hitting because suddenly I had patients wanting abortions and me having to kind of step back from that um out of i i don't know if i just i don't know what it was but out of suddenly now whenever i do a reproductive health history there there's abortion after abortion that comes up and none of this was so was apparent before I went. So it was almost like me saying, yes, God said, okay, now I'm going to push you even further. And so I remember that week I said, I need to talk to father Martin or other spiritual advisor. I was like, I, I have, we have to talk to him because I am like in this state of, I, you know, you're, you're like, okay, you know what to do, but you don't know what to do and you need some reassurance. And so, um, but yeah, saying yes to God's calling can also be a challenge because you are going to be facing things um, and fighting a battle. And so I, it just that, yes, it was very, it was very strong in me. And I was, I was so, I was glad I did it. But at the same time, it also, after I said yes, and I got in there, I realized okay, this is real. God showed me this is really what you're going to be facing. Well, you were also equipped with things from the conference. And I think what's also interesting was, you know, we talk a lot about things that unfolded for me personally, after I took that leap of faith that you kept encouraging me to do, but I don't want to talk about that. I'd rather talk about how once you and I decided to be a lot more open about serving for in cases of abortion or just the discussion we met more people that were in that field. Um, mm -hmm. We also have come across a, a bunch of useful resources that have helped us in the discussions or just knowing, you know, knowing what's going on in this particular industry. I mean, it, it's, and, and the, what encourages me is I see a public that is seeing through the line, you know, and, and I think that, um, you know, it the like you when I see this narrative that's still being sold, I see a desperate narrative. Like, mm -hmm. like we really mean this. Like, like this is really what's happening. And people are like, you don't understand that this this whole bombardment of information that we have access to, it's exposing you. And a lot of people like they would rather just look away or just no comment then just deal with the fact that, you know, and it's interesting because I was out there with you last summer and we were um, for the retreat you had for confirmation. Oh, yeah. I was out with, and it was funny because we had to go to Hobby Lobby to, you know, for your stuff. And I had bought the movie on, on plan. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't even watch it till last month. I just, I didn't have time to do it. And it was interesting because to me, it's, it's almost, I mean, I knew it was going to be intense and it's funny because it's like the passion of the Christ, like you're not going to throw it out on a Friday, 
you know, so it's like, I'm not going to like be home on a Friday night. Like, all right, I'm going to hang out for a couple hours before I go to sleep, but I'm, I'm not going to put on that movie. And it was interesting because I was drawn to it when I, when I, because, you know, for those who don't know, I'm, I'm going to be moving soon, like to another home. So like I'm packing stuff right now. And so I'm going through my DVDs and like, there it was, it was still wrapped the Hobby Lobby's price tag on it. So I thought, okay, I'm going to be home for a while, you know, because I also didn't want to kind of put that on and like, you know, my family comes home and it's like, are you watching dad? Oh, well, I think what pushed you to actually watch it was the hearing that was going on at the time. Yeah, that and just I there was a lot of stuff going on as far as just the the industry and what was like, you know, the sneaky stuff that I've heard about for years. And it was just it was time. And so it gave me, you know, I don't want to say an enthusiasm, but it certainly gave me a focus mm-hmm. and really not just on abortion, but just, again, our ministry focuses on the dignity of the human person. You know, I, I, I've talked to you about, you know, conversations I've had with students, you know, yeah. with their personal lives, sometimes in class, sometimes just, you know, um, pull me aside. And some of the things that they've talked to me about um, this year it's nothing I haven't heard before, but for some reason, there's the dynamic this year has been different. Um, you've had that with your confirmation kids, and it's kind of like like I, I we've talked about our families and how we've we've both been a little. I mean, we're both kind of outsiders anyway, but like where it seems a little more apparent now. But at the same time, you know, it seems every time we both turn around you know, we're being called or texted or, you know, about something that has to do with the person. And, um, well, what, what was, I mean, kind of going back to like the calling and Myra, it was really one of the things that he was like an, oh my goodness moment. Um, you know, you and I got to know Myra because of doing the podcast mm-hmm. and we, um, it I was sitting, it was literally like the last two days of the, of the conference of the, um, of the course. And I was sitting alone during breakfast and one of the girls who'd never sat next to me before said, well, I haven't sat with you yet. Let's sit together. And then one of the other doctors sat with us. It turns out um, just by the conversation, it came out, we were talking, the subject of abortion did come up. And it turns out that the person sitting with me, Caroline, is also one of those that quit Planned Parenthood and is now a pro-life advocate. And yeah. the doctor was at a um, was at a pro-life event in Mexico. He's from Mexico. Both of them knew Myra through that. And so she, it, it was one of those things. And then so now Caroline graciously introduced me to somebody else who's also one of the Planned Parenthood quitters. And... Um, we there is some talk and plans of possibly doing something with the three of them in the future. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but that provides. But it was really it was just one of those, and it was funny because the one that Caroline introduced me to lives within the South Bay, Los Angeles area. So yeah. It was, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, God's leading you here. And they, he just kind of plants the seed and you just never know when it's going to hit you or how it's going to happen. So as we're getting close to the end of this, um, 
we're asking for everyone's prayers because we're excited. We have some um, school and parish presentations coming up. We have some other schools that are currently talking to us about something to do. And we are looking at doing some type of retreat back east with our friends, Ann and Bill. And we're slowly working on that. And we can both feel a stirring within us that there's going to be more. To come. Yeah. So, uh, so just to kind of um, be a little bit more explicit in what what we are talking about, what the principal of my son's middle school had once asked me to talk to the girls about their menstrual cycles, and so I have developed a talk. Um, it's called "From Girl to Woman," um, and it's a little bit more well-rounded in the sense that I do there's different facets of it and you can either just choose for me to do the physical talk but I also bring in the emotional I also bring in the um and the you know just going through puberty in general what it means for boys and girls and so that talk is available um and you can look on our web on the on hcd.com and the info is going is on there um for from girl to woman. And if I also do it as a co-ed for um, so that boys and girls can understand this is what's going on with the other gender. Um, I don't get as medically explicit, but what I do is talk about it from a practical approach for the girls down to, you know, suggestions on how to take care of themselves when it happens. Cause I mean, one of the, um, I heard one of the girls stays home the week of her period. She just does not want to go to school because she's afraid or I don't know, she might be going through period cramps and it's just really bad, but you know, mom has to stay with home home with her like every month when she's on her period. So, you know, just little, just in, you know, how to talk about it. Um, the other thing is with Ann and Bill, we have a retreat in the works with Patrick Hart Ministries and um, the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation. So um, there's, we're really excited for it. It should be, hopefully, I'm hoping that we're able to do it and we're planning to do it this year. So look out for that. We also have talked, the schools that we're talking to are bringing in both my women, my girl, women to girl, girl to women talk, along with Carlos's theology of the body background and really bringing a more well-rounded approach to growing up. And so that's what is going on with everything. And we're really excited for all of it. Yeah. And we also ask for your prayers and there'll be a link posted on, on the video where we're certainly asking for your love offerings because we're in the process of, you know, really taking our ministry to the next level. And of course, if any of you are interested in talks, we'd be happy to come to you and, or do it virtually. Um, and we'll, we'll do whatever we can to serve you and your community. So thank you for all your prayers and support. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed this little, you know, rounding out to 2021 and what our plans are for 2022. And one of those things is we're going to be doing a lot more of these. So some of it instructional, some of it kind of like just sort of coffee discussion, if you will. So um, we'll I think definitely in, have more to share. In conclusion to what we're trying to say is that you know, all of us have a struggle and all of us have a journey and we don't always know what that journey is going to be, but 
if we look at things through the eyes of faith, we get to see things in a better light. We get to see where we need to improve as people. And by improving ourselves, a lot of times it opens other doors and opportunities for, for God's plan for you. But you have to be able to let go of the past and the past meaning your own internal struggles and your external struggles. And so we hope that you took something from that and that it kind of, it, that our stories resonate with you because, uh, you know, just because we're in ministry does not mean that we don't have our own struggles and you know, we, um, we go through it as well. So. So let's close with prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and ever, shall be world without end. Amen. Our Lady of Fatima. Pray for us. St. Michael. Pray for us. St. Joseph. Pray for us. Pope St. John Paul II. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, everyone. God bless you. For additional episodes, videos, blogs, and more, visit us at www.hcdtalks.com or follow us on any of our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at HCDTalks. Thank you so much for listening.